What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about something near and dear to my heart, the Chicago Cubs offseason move so far, and what's going to happen going into the 2021 offseason. This offseason has been a rough go so far, um, and, and not in a sense of it's being bad. It's just it's just a lot of heartbreakers. You know, you hate to see guys like um, Theo Epstein leave, and Kyle Schwarber, and Albert Amora Jr., uh, and... and the most, the first one was John Lester. You really do hate to see that. Um, as, as we all know, it, it was just time for Theo. He felt it was right to leave, and you know, you give him all the respect in the world. Something, something that hadn't happened in 108 years. This man created with Jed Hoyer. Um, it and not to get personal, I don't really like you know bringing my personal life into a lot of this. Um, I like to just keep it you know with the facts, not being biased, but. My dad passed away in 2015, and he was the biggest Cubs fan I had ever met in my life. And I, I met Tom Ricketts um, in the 2015, the final game in the NLCS against the New York Mets. I got to see him. I met him in the stands. He was just walking around being a great guy, uh, meeting the fans, um, having conversation, and just being a great owner, as he is. Um, and and I remember losing that game. I, I believe it was a sweep. Um I just remember looking around and thinking, this team next year will win a World Series. And and a big part of that was, I, I wish my dad could have seen it. He waited his whole life. Uh, he passed away. He was about 50. He was in his 50s. Um, he passed away in 2015, in July 10th, 2015 it was. Um, it, it, was something, it was something really tragic and something I really wish he could have been a part of the sea because he would have loved Theo Epstein of what he built. Um, he would have loved Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Kyle Schwarber, and all these guys. Um, he knew they were coming up. He saw bits and pieces of them, but I think he even truly knew that this team was going to be special. Uh, me and him actually got to meet Anthony Rizzo at a couple um, conventions, and 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 he was just a class act. And he even truly believed that Anthony Rizzo, after the Blackhawks won, of course, in 2015, um, was going to be the next champion. You can go on his Facebook, and he has that posted. I think that's something kind of cool, but um. Just to get a little personal, I, I will always have love for Theo Epstein and what he created in Chicago. He's a class act, especially in and Tom Ricketts as well. Tom Ricketts put all of this together. Um, he brought in Theo. He brought in Jed Hoyer. He brought in all these guys and Joe Madden. You got to give him the credit where credit is due. Um, he revamped Wrigley Field into what it is today, and some people hate it, some people love it, but I personally love it. I think it needed that refreshing look. Um, while still keeping the old atmosphere that it is and it, and it is it's amazing it's it's like it's 21st century but it's also old school you know what i mean and i think that's the beauty of it um so yeah 108 years and theo brought, got it done and it, and you hate to see him go but it is what it is and at the end of the day it's a business he felt like he did everything he could um he wanted to move on to the next chapter in his life and you can't judge him for any of that and the same thing goes with John Lester. John Lester got signed, I believe, in like 20... He was a six-year deal. So I believe it was like 2014. Um, he was here for six years. He got us a World Series. I mean, it's just one of those things you really hate to see him go. Kyle Schwarber as well. Um, and you hate to see, you know, that the NL doesn't get to have the DH every single year because I truly believe Kyle Schwarber in that position would be a 40-plus home run hitter a year under the DH. I think he's going to be amazing. I could see him going somewhere like Boston, um, New York, any anywhere along those lines. You really have no idea what what the future lies for him and, and what's going to happen. But 
Abuda Mora as well. I mean, his offense didn't really click that well um, in the 2020-2019 season, either of those seasons. Um, but his defense is stellar, and, and you saw you saw a little bit of lack of that, but I think he'll be perfectly fine wherever he goes. I think the athletics would be somewhere interesting for him to go. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know why. I've always thought he'd look good in Oakland. I really did. Um, same with Kyle. I think Kyle would be great in somewhere like um, Los Angeles um, with with Joe Madden reunited and Kyle uh, uh, Mike Trout. I think that would be very interesting. Um, New York definitely, definitely. He would have to shave that goatee, which you would hate to see go. But um, yeah, I think it would definitely look good for Kyle. Uh, Big John. I don't know if Big John's gonna retire or if um, I think somewhere like the Braves would be interesting. I doubt he would go to the White Sox. Kyle Schwarber would be interesting on the White Sox as well, but they do need that lefty. But I would hate to see that. I would truly hate to see that. Um, but I just wanted to make this video. Um, it's 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 not really um, what we're going to do moving forward kind of video. It's kind of more of just a thank you. You know what I mean? Um, people people will always bash you know, Kyle Schwarber for not panning out to what he was. But let me tell you what Kyle Schwarber was. Kyle Schwarber tore his ACL in 2016 in April, I believe. Um, you, if you're any, if you're a Chicago fan, you know how serious that is with Derrick Rose and guys like that. Um, Clay Thompson, if you're in the basketball, you know that can wipe you out for your either your whole career, or it can wipe you out for up to a year. This man came back in in towards the butt end of October. Now you do the math on how many months he really did have to recover his LCL. Um, I think it was his MCL and then, and then his ACL at the same time, all of those things tore and, and it's the big concept right there of it just being, this man worked so hard to get back to where he was and, and he came back and in the world series, you can believe it or not, he batted over 400. I mean, you truly can't have that world series run with us being down, um, three, one. And and say that without Kyle Schwarber, we still would have won. I truly believe Kyle Schwarber was one of the biggest factors of us winning that World Series outside of Arolis Chapman, um, Ben Zobris, Miguel Montero, Rizzo and Baez and all of the and Bryant and all those guys. Um But at the and, and David Ross, of course. But at the end of the day, without Kyle Schwarber, I really don't know if we would have won the whole thing. I truly don't know. You you can't you can't know. We'll never know that. We can't say we, we would have or we can't say we can't, but I truly believe that without him, it would have been a different ballgame. Um having his his personality back in the clubhouse. I mean, you saw him when they when they won the pennant, um in the NL pennant, um, it was just so it was so refreshing to see him training in Arizona. I remember the champagne and all of his buddies were throw, splashing it on him. Um, it was just amazing to see, and you love to see that. And Kyle Schwarber, I mean, he backs the blue, he backs the fire department, he backs everybody that it has anything to do with first responding, and you need guys like that. I mean, wh- however you feel about the police or however you feel about anything, you need a guy who just loves everybody, who just wants the best for everybody. And that's and that's that's a beautiful thing. He believes in, you know, what he believes in, and and I'll always back him for that. I believe he could still be a 40 home run hitter a year. Um, you know, why we got rid of him or, or why we decided not to tender his contract. I think there's a couple of things that could play into that. I think they might be trying to sign him long term. 
um, instead of just tender his contract for another year. Or they might just be letting him walk because, you know, it's Jed Hoyer's team now. It's David Ross's team now. They're trying to figure this out the way they want to do it. And you can't judge him for that. Um, I think a huge part of that is honestly just going to be seeing what happens and seeing how it all works out. Um, I think there's guys like Brennan Davis, Ian Happ, that are going to be, you know, a big part of this offense coming up soon. Um, Ian Happ obviously showed that he could be the leadoff of this team in the 2020 season. And when we were so happy to see that, he was one of the MVP candidates of the team, um, as well as Hugh Darvish. But they really did carry the pitching and the offense. And and you, you love to see that because especially when you guys have guys like Brennan Davis coming up soon. If you don't know who Brennan Davis is, Brennan Davis is an outfielder in the Cubs system. Um, he's 21 years old, That's which is insane to me because I'm 20 years old. But... um. He actually, I think, just turned 20 years old. Yeah, he was born uh, November 2nd, 1999. Insane that, you know, guys my age are coming up now. But um, he's 6'4", um, 175 pounds. He bats right. He throws righty. Um, the kid, the, the guy is just special. And I truly believe, you know, um, in 2019, he batted 305 in the minors. Um, 2018, he batted 298. I mean, if he can bring that batting average up to here and you have an outfield of Jason Hayward being a gold glove, Ian Happ being an amazing defender, and now your leadoff hitter, possibly through the one through four spot, um, whether you want him to lead off or not, his offense is there. He's a switch hitter. I mean, that's what you really want. You want that um, Mike Trout kind of center fielders, you, you know, your everyday man. You want that. You need that. Um, I feel like we haven't really had that in a leadoff hitter for an outfielder since Dexter Fowler in 2016. Um, Dexter Fowler will be a free agent in 2022, whatever we decide to do with that. I think a little reunion would be nice, but he's getting there up up there in age. So you really don't, you know, you don't know. Um, Brennan Davis would be nice if he could become that guy, but I truly believe in Ian Happ and I believe in um, a lot of it. There's a lot of guys who think, you know, why did, why are we cutting Schwarber when, you know, we traded Gliber Torres? Why didn't we just trade Schwarber then? I can I can answer that very easily. And and a lot of people they you what everybody looks at right now is what it was. Um and what it is now, not what it was. And what it was then though, and I truly believe this as well with the Jose Quintana trade, you look back on it now and think, "Oh, wow, he wasn't worth Eloy um Jimenez and Dylan Cease." But at the time, John Lackey wasn't performing as well. We needed that guy. I believe John Lackey even got injured, if I'm not mistaken. I might be. Um, either way, John Lackey was just, it was his last year. He wasn't performing well. We even had him coming out of the bullpen, I believe, in the playoffs. It just wasn't looking well. And Jose Quintana was coming off, a, I believe it was a career year for him with the White Sox. We got to the NLCS in 2017 because of Jose Quintana. Um, in 2017, he did have a, no, he didn't even have a, or he was coming off a career year. Um, he had a 320 ERA in 2016, and he was looking better, and that's just the facts. He had a 374 ERA with us in 14 games. He went. He had uh, seven wins and three losses. I mean, he was what he was, and I truly believe that even if Jose Quintana leaves this team, he filled his role for this championship window that we needed. We needed another lefty with Big John. Um, it's just the facts. And, and with Gliber Torres, you got to think about this. Now, let, go back to what I said about Kyle Schwarber coming back for the World Series and batting like 420, which is astounding after not even, he didn't even play the whole year. He played like four games and tore his ACL. So you not only missed a whole season, you going into the World Series, playing the best of the best of the American League, 
and guys like Corey Kluber, um, Andrew Miller, and and Francisco Lindor, and and all these guys like that. Um, and and you bat over four twenty. I mean, that's amazing. He almost had a home run. Uh, I believe it bounced off the wall, but it, it's things like that. Now, meanwhile, Gliber Torres, the Gliber Torres for Aroldis Chapman trade works because of this. We would not have been in the position we were without Aroldis Chapman. He was amazing throughout the playoffs. He was um, worked heavily by Joe Madden, understandably so, because we needed that win. Gliber Torres is an amazing shortstop in this league and second baseman. Um, and and would he look amazing right now with an infield of Contreras, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, and Gliber Torres, and Nico Horner as well? Yes, of course he would have. But here's the thing. He didn't come up until 2018. And that's the issue. See, we were in 2016. We wouldn't have had him for two years. We were looking at winning now. And that's what a lot of people don't think about. That's what a lot of people aren't taking into consideration. Gliber Torres was an amazing prospect, but at the end of the day, Kyle Schwarber was ready to produce right now. Ian Happ was going to produce in 2017. Um, Gliber was still two years away. And and you can say, oh, well, the Yankees just wanted to mold him more. He could have grown up and be ready. Let's be completely honest with ourselves here. Starling Castro, they would rather they rather would have had Starling Castro than Gliber Torres coming up. Um and and which is insane to me because Starlin Castro actually, as much as I do miss him, did have an amazing year um, in 2017. 2018, he went to Miami because they were ready to bring up Flyber Torres. He was kind of that branch between, um, you know, your old shortstop second baseman to your new one. Like he was that in-between middleman that you're going to use until then. Uh, in 2017, he actually batted... Let me get the stats for you. Jeez, this is such a long list. Hold on, give me one second. He actually batted 300. I mean, you can't say that Gliber Torres would have been ready or would have even been able to beat that out. He only batted 271, um, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just, I don't know. You say what you want. Kyle Schwarber was amazing for what he was on this organization. I do not judge Theo Epstein for that trade at all with Gliber Torres. Um, it is what it is. And I tr- here's my thing. The future of Jed Hoyer, I think, is going to be possibly even greater than what we had with Theo Epstein. And here's why. It's no knock on Theo Epstein. Not at all. But Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer actually worked together for about 17 to 19 years, which is insane. Um, let me pull up the stats for you so, you know, you get the full picture. Excuse me, I just burped. Um, yeah, Jed Hoyer is now the general man, or not the general manager, um, the president of operations and all that for the Chicago Cubs. We love to see that because Jed Hoyer, at the end of the day, has been working with Theo all this time. And, and I think that speaks volumes because of how much he's learned from Theo, um, They've won, I think, two to three championships together. They worked together in Boston. They worked together in Chicago um, for a total of almost two decades. I mean, Jed Hoyer is ready to be the number one boss. And I believe he's going to make the right moves, whether whatever happens with Bryant, Baez, Rizzo. I hope we, personally as a fan, I hope we re-sign all three. I love all three of them, but at the end of the day, it's a business. And if we can get top prospects for some of them, I, I wouldn't be upset with that either. I think whatever direction they decide to go in, I'm going to fully support it. And that's not me being a fanboy. That's not me being um, just someone 
who who rolls over and, and is supportive no matter what happens. I'm not. If you listen to my Chicago Bears podcasts or or my Chicago Bulls podcast, if I don't agree with something, I'll let them have it. But there is nothing Theo Epstein or Jed Hoyer did so far working under the Cubs. You know, I didn't really follow everything they did with the Boston Red Sox, but they won a championship at the end of the day. I think they won two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's it's at the end of the day. They have they have built championship teams, and I truly believe everything Jed Hoyer has learned throughout these seventeen to nineteen years with Theo Epstein. I mean, I truly believe he's ready to be the next face of the um, MLB presidents. I truly do. Um, we're gonna pull up that stat for you right now. Worked with. Okay, it says Hoyer and Epstein worked together in Boston when the Red Sox won two World Series and reunited when Epstein took the job with the Cubs. In between, Hoyer led San Diego's baseball operations. Um, and here's a quote. I have been so fortunate fortunate to work alongside Theo for 17 of the last 19 years, Hoyer said in a statement. Um, this was posted November 17, 2020 um, by an AP News article, I believe it was. But it's one of see, and it's one of those things. He has no nothing bad to say about Theo. He learned so much. He was like a mentor. Uh, there, I mean, I could even, I don't know personally, but they're like brothers to me. I mean, I think they go hand in hand into making decisions, and I think they were amazing for what they were. And you can't knock them at all. I think, I mean, you're giving you're giving Hoyer the keys, and now he's going to be able to bring someone in he believes could help um, make good decisions as well. And I, I mean, I truly believe he he would be great at that. Um, to me, I think the future of the Cubs is bright. I truly do. I mean, you keep Anthony Rizzo or whatever you end up doing. You have guys like Miguel Amaya, Brennan, or Braylon Marquez, Brennan Davis, um, Nico Horner. I mean, uh, the list goes on and on. And, And you could retain guys. You could keep guys like, um you know, Contreras or Rizzo or Baez or Bryant or, or Hayward or any of those guys, really. You have Kyle Hendricks for the next, I think, four years. You have Yu Darvish, um, who's just coming off a Cy Young candidate um, season. And there's just so many things going on right now with the Chicago Cubs that I think people are judging and I think people aren't understanding what we're trying to do. This isn't like, you know, like abandoned ship. This is kind of just let's wait and see and trust the process. And you have to believe in that. You have to believe in what they're trying to do, believe in what they're trying to create. And at the end of the day, hope they get an amazing result. I truly do believe they will have an amazing result with this team. Um, It's a little too early to tell how far I think they're going to go. Do I think they can make the playoffs? Do I not? I kind of want to see what happens with Chris Bryant, with Javier Baez, um, if they get long-term extensions before I start making predictions about that. Um, But I think if you're looking at this team right now for what it is, you know, whatever they end up doing in free agency, I believe they will figure it out, whether that's bringing up Brennan Davis or Miguel Amaya or um, whoever they want to bring up or whoever they want to sign. I tr- I just fully believe, especially with David Ross being head coach. Um, I mean, I think that's just the biggest part right there. I think something interesting, and you know, this isn't me saying that this is happening. This isn't me. I have no intel. I have nothing to do with anything. This is just me saying it. I think Ben Zobrist as like a bench coach or a hitting coach would be amazing. I mean, he's obviously not going back um yet from what I know to being a um 
playing in the MLB, but I think he would to- he loves the city of Chicago. I his family loves the city of Chicago. I truly do believe that they would just love to still be here. He rode his bike to 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 work every day. I mean, who gets to do that? Especially when you're a major league baseball player like that or you're in that organization. Who who gets to ride their bike to work? I mean, that's just living the dream. I truly believe if Ben Zobris did come back, that culture, we need that winning culture, especially with a bunch of young guys coming up in the future. I think it'll be really interesting to see how it pans out. Um, Yeah, that's all I really have to say for that. But I'm excited to see what the Chicago Cubs do in the future. Um, I will be going into what what they do in free agency, what they do in the draft. Um, Trades, I will discuss it. I'm never going to badmouth these guys. These guys are my team. These are my boys. Um, I love them. I can't wait to see what happens. I do want to give a big thank you. Theo Epstein, Kyle Schwarber. Albert Amora Jr., and of course, Big John Lester. Um, Thank you guys for the championship. Thank you for changing the city and the culture of Chicago baseball. And you gave us something we'll never forget, especially with Kyle Schwarber in the home run derby against Bryce Harper, which I still believe he won to this day. Bryce Harper's dad was throwing him a little faster than he should have. And I believe Kyle hit more balls than Bryce Harper did in total. But hey, that's just me. Um... You guys will forever be champions here. You'll always be respected here. You're always welcome. Um, Thank you for everything. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace out and go Cubs.